When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we are going to discuss, I love that this is written in here, a friend of the podcast, Ava Filippi who Julie and I have witnessed in the flash at an Emmy's after party, and she has an exciting upcoming milestone that we are going to be discussing. And the one thing Oprah has not done since 1988. That was like my newscaster tease. intrigue. (laughs) Everyone at home wondering what that is. We will also discuss a few confessions from Gwyneth Paltrow's former personal chef. (laughs) I love that we're teasing this as if it's like the local news broadcast beginning. Also, we're really checking in with all of our old friends, Gwyneth and Ava, from our Emmys weekend. So I kind of like that. Um, it's like we're, we're it's like to be continued, like part two or whatever. You know right, what I'm trying right. to say? <laughs> this makes a lot of sense. Should <laughs> we start with Ava? I think we should start with her. Yes. So I guess I was about to say for background for those who don't know, but I feel like Ava is becoming more and more. I don't know. I feel people are becoming very aware, but she's Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Flippy's 18-year-old daughter. Yes. The internet like has gotten really creepy about it, as if we haven't, and said she looks exactly like Reese Witherspoon. I guess she's been confused with her mom at events. Like Photographers call out to her, like, Reese, Reese, will you turn this way? And we saw firsthand... When we went to the HBO after party at the Emmys, just how much, A, she looks like Reese, but also how, like, in the fold she was. Like, Nicole and Laura Dern both had these, like, heart-to-heart conversations with her that seemed very intimate and as if they, like, were her dear friend as much as they were Reese's. And she definitely holds herself with more poise than probably Josh and I have combined. (laughs) Yeah, at 18, she's already probably like this. I don't even know. I was about to say running a business, but she's not. But like she basically has she has that way of carrying herself in the same way that her mom does. But anyways, I was kind of surprised by this news. I don't know if you were. Do you want to explain what happened with her this week or what the news is? There's this big Parisian debutante ball each year that invites daughters of notable families, which sounds like something from like a Jane Austen Yeah. But the fact that this is still going on is, I guess, noteworthy. Anyway, Ava Philippi is going to be one of six American debutantes 
Apparently, there are 20 total debutantes at the ball next month. And it's more, I guess, unlike other balls, all of the debutantes wear designer gowns. Yeah. Um, I, but it, so it's, and it's in Paris, right? And then it's in Paris. And here are a few of the names of people who have done it in the past Kira Kennedy. Oh, right. Larry David's daughter, Romy David. I feel like a Willis girl, like one of Bruce Willis's daughters did it. Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter did it. Uh, okay, so I, that, I don't know if that added any context. No, but I think, well, I was about to ask you. So, like, it's kind of funny to me that it's a rite of passage for prominent, notable figures, children, I guess, it seems. Also, like, it looks like in this crew that's coming out this year with Ava, Lori Harvey, the stepdaughter of Steve Harvey. <laughs> and Why are like, you laughing? Why doesn't she deserve a debutante close-up? I no, know, she, it's kind she, of a random she like, does, a, like, assortment <laughs> of people. Another girl is Charlotte Bell, whose father, Bradley Bell, produces the soap opera, The Bold and the Beautiful. And I feel like mother, she'd have good Colleen, stories. I want to sit next to her at the debutante ball. <laughs> and whose mother, Colleen, is also a producer and was the U.S. ambassador to Hungary under President Obama. Can we do like a Vanity Fair cover story on her? She sounds like she has she has the life. The soap opera dad and the ambassador mom. Like I want like an ABC family show about her. Well, see, that's what I was saying. Why hasn't anyone made a documentary about these mm-hmm. girls going to Paris, dressing up in these like princess gowns? It does sound like something out of a Disney movie. Um, it looks like Ava already has her escort, and now this is where it gets a little cloudy for me, as if everything else (laughs) in the story made perfect sense. Her escort is an Indian royal. The Guardian did a story on him and his family in 2011. In 2011, he was 13, and he inherited the title of first amongst the Rajas of India, but there's controversy with his family over this 400 million pound fortune. Well, okay. So my thing is like, A, I totally, I had the exact same question you did. Does Ava pick him? Because if she doesn't, it's really weird and like arranged. Like, I don't know. It just it's something feels odd about it if they like assign you your escort. This doesn't seem very Reese to me, this whole thing. Right. But it doesn't seem very, a- as if I know <laughs> Ava. But for those who haven't seen on Instagram, she has a... A public Instagram feed, and she seems like very artsy, a little bohemian. This morning, knowing we were going to be talking about her, I looked up her Instagram because somehow I didn't follow her, so I rectified that immediately. But then I just noticed all these, like, yeah, it's all very whimsical and low-key and sort of, like, sunsets and, like, kind of, like, I don't know. She seems to be cool. Like, she doesn't, you know, the way, like, Brooklyn Beckham is going to Parsons, like, I would have imagined her doing something in that trajectory. This feels like a whole different thing. There is a philanthropic element to it. I think each year the whole ball benefits a different cause. So so is Reese going to go to also like escort, like see her at this thing? Or is that not how that works? Well, right. And is Nicole Kidman going to send a bouquet <laughs> and like upstage everybody else? <laughs> I, I would love it if Nicole just kind of like drops by to say hi to Ava, like doesn't give Reese the heads up. And then somehow this all spins into like Nicole's centric headlines 
<laughs> like Nicole and Ava taking the town in Paris. You know, somehow, if there's anyone who could do that, if there's anyone who could upstage Reese from like 3,000 miles away, it's Nicole. But also, I, I love this quote you included here, which I had never seen before, which says, while Ava maintains a rather normal life, mostly out of the spotlight, blah, 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 she has sparked attention for looking like a twin to her movie star mom. People come up to her. Oh, Oh, no, we said this, I guess. People came up to Ava all the time. We were at a premiere and they were congratulating her on her performance. She's like, I'm not in the movie. <laughs> like, Reese's deadpan there in full effect. But I'm curious to see, I've been, I've been interested to see if Ava was going to get into acting, if Ava was going to try to do modeling, if she was going to go a whole different route. I guess this doesn't really give us much of a sense in any direction, but... I don't know. I'm interested to see if she's going to go to college, like what, what this all means. Well, I'm so intrigued by this ball. So I did some Google searching. And back in 2013, Teen Vogue did this long feature. I guess I should mention that I oh. think every year Vanity Fair does a portrait of the oh. debutantes in the front of the magazine. So we're going to have Ava in our magazine? I mean, fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway, Teen Vogue did this big feature and they asked, they like interviewed all of the debutantes, but it must have been over email because it looks like all of these girls had their parents or like a paid <laughs> essayist <laughs> respond. But this girl, Juliana Canfield, 21, uh, Teen Vogue asked, how do you describe the experience? And she said, it felt like a luxurious marathon. I didn't expect to be so exhausted by the whole weekend between hair and makeup and photo shoots and waltz rehearsals. And the ball itself, we had these windows of downtime. We would all sit in our robes with our hair in these ridiculous curlers and get to know one another. So it's like a, also, it's almost like a pageant vibe or something. I mean, they're not competing, but it seems like that, right? No. Yeah, I, I still don't really get it. And they asked her, I love that they asked her, why did you even want to participate in this? The question was, why did you participate? In and what ball? did she say? She said, I remember reading the feature on the ball in Vanity Fair when I was 10 or 11. <laughs> and girl pasted that on her wall on her vision board and the rest is history. Talk about like converting dreams into reality. At the time, fairy tales and novels about princesses comprised the bulk of my reading list. And the ball was a contemporary reincarnation <laughs> of those stories. Like, girl, Jeez, a large part yeah. of me still must be drawn to the ball gowns and sparkles. I also, because we were talking about Kyra, Kira Kennedy, and who, and I just, because I remembered writing, or not writing about it, but seeing something about it. And there's this like photo of her making her debut in the 2013 version. And it says she's the 18-year-old aspiring fashion designer looked radiant in blue Christian Dior dress. And then she said, it's my first time wearing couture. So that's really, that's definitely not how you pronounce that. So that's really exciting. And I'm obsessed by the color. But then she posed with her dad and Cheryl Hines of Curb Your Enthusiasm because she was dating or married, no, girl, girlfriend of Robert F. Kennedy, I guess, um, at the time. So that implies Reese will be there escorting her. Th that, that was my research wow. to figure that out. Oh, my gosh. And well, I assume Ryan will be there. And I assume he can't wear, like, a beanie. <laughs> well, also, he has, um, what's it called? The, uh, like, doesn't he have that leg injury? So he's, like, on a crutch right now. 
Oh, yes. Well, I'm just, I'm excited for this because it seems like it's her official coming out into, I don't know. Well, and then I was asking, I was talking to Kelly about this yesterday, our colleague, and she was saying this is like a very, like debutante balls are a very like Southern tradition sort of thing. Oh, so that makes sense for Reese. Reese yeah, but this seems like a di- doesn't this this seems like a whole different beast, like in Paris, and it's much more. Li- oh, I have no idea. Maybe Nicole suggested it. I can see like Nicole Kidman. Oh, like and maybe like yeah, maybe Ava pulled one of those moves you make when you're like seventeen or eighteen, where you're like, "Mom, well, Nicole said," and then like you look, <laughs> and then the mom looks really bad and annoying if she doesn't go along with it, you know? Right. I don't know. I'm really excited now, though, knowing that we're going to get like these like Reese kind of like escorting Ava to the ball photos. Right. How will Ryan Philippi waltz with Ava with his leg injury? Because I guess they all waltz with their dads. Oh, really? That's part of this? This is so crazy. I think we need to fly to Paris for this, Julie. That's the only answer. I'm, I'm going to have to make a quick return. We're going to be the documentary crew interviewing everyone. Yeah. I, I want, like, I, I'm excited for Ava's, like, move into the adult world. I'm curious what she's going to, like, take on in terms of projects and her career. Anyways, yeah, we'll be following closely. So now, I guess we can... So, oh, this is a great transition from Reese to her future co-star slash friend, Oprah. Wow, how about that? A wrinkle in time. Yeah, and I just saw, I might have this wrong, that Oprah follows no one on Instagram other than Reese Witherspoon. I may have that wrong. I'm going to look right now to double check. You can't throw out. <laughs> Oprah's <laughs> one Instagram follow. I can't, follow, I can't throw out such like intense, high-profile information. Yeah, well, let's see. Hold on. There was like some bit about this, how like, Oprah didn't follow anyone. Why is Oprah doing so much press right now? Because of wrinkle in time? She's... No, she's promoting, um, I think her new, she's some new food line. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to get the details on this. Well, that that's... Sounds... She has, Oprah has a new line of microwavable foods, and we tried them all from BuzzFeed. It sounds like a kind of article I would have done back in the day. <laughs> what? Like... What are these microwavable do people still use microwaves? Oh, I take it back. Important update. Oprah still follows zero. <laughs> I thought... <Ouch>. I, <laughs> that's kind of like... That's Beyonce, too. Beyonce and Oprah, they don't follow anyone. It's really... That's I, how you know you're, you know, a legend. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at these packages of food. It's Oprah. <laughs> it just says, oh, like her big branded O, and then underneath it, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so on your one, Oprah, you don't need to put that much effort into the slogan. It's just the O is supposed to carry the whole thing. It's a collaboration with Kraft Heinz and is dubbed a nutritious twist on comfort food classics. I'm looking at the creamy Parmesan pasta. Wait, that actually sounds kind of good. What else is there? <laughs> I'm not There's... gonna. I'm not gonna pretend. I'm. I'm above that. Wait, Kraft. Also, I mean, what? So Kraft is sponsoring a health food line with Oprah. The, and also another similarity with Beyonce, because Beyonce had that health food line that I did try and write about. Was that any good? I feel like it wasn't because no, it's kind of disappeared from the face of the earth. Yeah. And that was all very like plant based. Um, it was definitely not like feel good comfort food. Anyway, so wait, what? Okay, so Oprah went on Ellen. Is that what's going on here? 
Yes. She wanted to promote these microwavable comfort foods. <laughs> Which, like, why is it bothering with this? But okay, I'm, I'm going to give her, I'm just going to let that slide. <laughs> like, why is she, like, she really, need, I guess maybe she's going to, you know, help. I'm sure a large percentage goes to charity. What were you going to say? No, that's true, I guess. I don't know. I guess, but I was about to say she's, you know, like, the, doing the full sort of like Gwyneth is going to get into meal pre- preparation too. I feel like it's very in to do meal prepared meals these days. Right. But I I love that Oprah like still keeps it real like she's the garlic cheese mashed potatoes <laughs> like she's not trying to do Gwyneth's like macrobiotic right it's not gonna be like whatever. a tree branch like covered <laughs> in like a mushrooms or something so Oprah went on Ellen's talk show and they played some game called Burning Questions and Ellen asked her all these like silly questions I don't know one of them was what's your ATM pin number. That's so, well, okay, sorry. I'm just like thinking about how that's like a stupid thing to ask Oprah. (laughs) Well, of course it was, but then Oprah took it somewhere amazing. I don't have one, she said. I went to the bank recently because I hadn't been to the bank since 1988. Oh God! So she, I for us, a few things. I love that she would like remembers that day just off the top of her head. Like well, this, right? Is... Does she have a journal? Did she write like <laughs> this is the last time I'm stepping into a bank? Like how is she so specific? What happened right after she went to the bank that she remembers that date so clearly? So she went to the bank recently because she hadn't. I, I'm also just sort of like wondering what. I guess, I, I, I mean, when's the last time you went? I feel like people don't go to the bank now because they can do everything online banking, but I feel like Oprah doesn't even do that. But it's, I can also see her just like, you know, she has like a lazy afternoon with Stedman. She's like, what should I do? I want to do something fun, exciting. I don't know. And maybe to her going to the bank. <laughs> well, like it's one of those things too, where like celebrities lose all, they're not able to go out into the world and, you know, go grocery shopping. So they crave that sort of sense of. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like their thrill. Yeah. So it's been 30 years almost. So she told Ellen. She went to her local bank branch, stood in line to deposit a check for a cool $1 million. Ellen said, how did that feel? Oprah said, it felt fantastic. And then she said, actually, it was $2 million. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say here. It's like, I mean, this is so I guess she's kind of moved. It's funny to have the on one hand, you're doing your feel good comfort foods to relate to the common man and then your anecdote when you do your like, you know daytime <laughs> your talk, talk show, show appearance is about oh no not even just the one million dollar check i needed to like upgrade that to two million to get it the facts completely right like what also like do you even believe this is this actually happened she was trying to deposit a two million dollar check i know can you deposit two million dollars like don't they have to bring everybody from the bank out to like inspect that check <laughs> yeah that seems like wild and also like it's it just as an anecdote i just it's, it's funny to, i guess i kind of respect it honestly but to go in the opposite direction i feel like people go on these shows to try to seem you know as normal as possible and then it's funny to go on and be like i have no semblance of what the real world is like (laughs) it's interesting because i feel like if it was anyone other than oprah like if it was gwyneth oh mm -hmm. people would want her head on a stake it's so true or like anne hathaway was even if anne hathaway was like (laughs) i tried to deposit a 20 dollar bill everyone would be like how dare she think that like she has that much money or something I think it's so true. Oprah's brand is such that she can kind of do whatever and people think it's wonderful because it usually is. But I know this is a this is a weird one to me. 
I'm curious if this was, you know, sometimes when you hear about people going on talk shows, their publicists or handlers like get, I don't know, everything worked out in advance. So that's a celebrity. Right, there was knows. definitely like a pre-interview yeah. here. So I'm curious if like Oprah was like really wanting to tell this story or if it just kind of slipped out when Ellen went to the weird pin number question. Right. Maybe Oprah kind of freaked out. Like she realized that was such a bad question. No, she definitely didn't. Yeah. Do that. Well, have you ever done that sometimes when you're like at dinner or drinks with someone and you oh, know, you and I do that all <laughs> the time. We spaz out and then say way too much. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like all of a sudden you're like, wait, I like no one was even asking about this, and I just went on this like seven minute detour <laughs> to explain this like dark memory from like ninth grade, <laughs> like and, and then everyone's just staring at you. So maybe you're this is like monologue. Yeah. So maybe this is like the Oprah version of that, where all of a sudden she's like, wait, why am I telling Alan about this weird sort of run in I had? at the bank also why now like why was she like this is the check i have to deposit was it for something really special was it related to the meal plans was she going to tie it back to that and wasn't able to i don't know uh, no, it, ju- it just doesn't make a lot of sense while promoting these affordable comfort <laughs> food meal plans that run for 4.99 like in your local grocery store when was the last time she was at a grocery store i feel Did like you the- know where the freezer aisle is <laughs> i feel like they i feel like they needed then the story needed like a final beat where it was like and then I looked at the check and it was actually a, um, like a royalty for when I did a little guest spot on a TV show and it was for $2. <laughs> not, not, right. that, not that clunky. God, that was, like right, my, wor- that was some- my worst imagined <laughs> scenario ever. But like, I don't know, something like, I, I think it needed that final beat to take it back. That would have been nice. That would have been really nice. When we read these scenarios, these weird celebrity in the real world scenarios, I always love imagining Josh put in here. It's like, so I'm picturing like a bank, but it's like a being John Malkovich situation where Josh is the bank teller, but also he's like the person behind Oprah in line and the person like writing out the check in the corner. How would you? Like smirking and like like gleefully texting kind of to like eight people while it's happening. Yes. How would you have responded if Oprah came up to your teller? I'd be like, like, which other accounts do you want me to open up into yours? <laughs> be like, I feel like I'd end up somehow like giving her money, like from my own. Like I would just be like so nervous about the whole scenario and like doing things properly that I would be like, actually, just to make sure you're fine, like, you know, why don't you just take this bond I have lying around? I mean, I can't really oh imagine. Oh my gosh, you bond laying around. Does she not? Does she not have her own private bank? I mean, I just don't really know. I don't know enough. I feel like not enough has been written about celebrity banking. <laughs> Probably isn't that interesting, but <laughs> but I feel like I can't I wait th- for your expose <laughs> on where the money happens. God, I don't. I'm really coming up with the like work, clunkiest scenarios. Wait, I also <laughs> we need to end with this little kicker though. The advice I guess she told Alan that she'd give her 21 year old self, which like we're since we're both 21, I think we should take this advice too. <laughs> yeah, it says, "Relax, girl. You're gonna be all right." Do you like that? It's no, no bad energy. It's no, no bad energy, but I'm going to try to use that today. Let's try to use that today as our mantra. <laughs> Relax, girl. You're going to be all right. I, these, that, I feel like that needed a little more. I wanted more even specificity there. 
Gosh, we're really hard on Oprah. I feel like we're just we 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 want to you know we because we love her, we want a lot from her. I feel like that's where it comes from. Right? Are you gonna try these meals now? Sure. Should we do it together and then report back for the podcast? Or is this yeah. gonna be one of these things like last week when we were talking about? Uh, side note: We were talking about my Kylie Minogue head turn, and someone oh, commented. Which we still have to social. That. I know someone commented on our Instagram yesterday. I came here looking for Josh's paparazzi Kylie Minogue video, could not find it. I have to say that video was even better than Build because I kind of thought you would be really far away, but Josh was really sitting like right by the door. So Kylie walks right past him. He's pretty close up. Yeah, I'm right there. All right. So now now that we've teased it again, we have to post it. Or what if we just every week talk about how it's this great video and never share it? If you If you guys find it yourselves and send it to us, we'll be very impressed. Um, no, we're gonna post it. Yeah. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this forever. Um, I wonder if it doesn't. I haven't checked back to see like how many views or YouTube comments it has. Feel free to comment on it. Let let YouTube know how you feel <laughs> about the true star of the video, not the Australian pop singer, but the weirdo doing a head flip to follow her into the restaurant. Wow, and Julie, all of our topics today are so connected because now right, this okay. is going to be about food, also. And I guess, I, I mean, lifestyle-y type celebrity figures. Right. From <laughs> one media empress to... Wow. Putting Gwyneth on the same level as Oprah. Yeah. So Julie found this great interview that I read through this morning and was kind of... I feel like... I, I don't know if this is just because we I also recently read about the Queen's former personal chef, but I feel like former personal chefs love giving interviews. <laughs> That's my generalization right. here. Because at least two separate former personal chefs have given like, like dishy interviews recently about their clients. But I was surprised, though, they didn't have to sign any sort of confidentiality. Yeah, agreement. agreed. But so they're Gwyneth's former personal chef... Kate McCallum, is that how you'd pronounce it? No Kate relation McCallum. to Kate McKinnon. <laughs> Ugh, I feel like I'm doing like dad jokes left and right today. All right. <laughs> so she gave an interview. I think she has a new cookbook out. So obviously she wasn't asked about the cookbook. She was asked about all the stuff. Oh, so that's why for. she was doing. Yeah. Okay. Right. So she said, when I first started cooking for Gwyneth and Chris Martin, it was when she was doing the first Iron Man movie in 2008. Mm. I had a brief from their assistants. They eat nothing. <laughs> they are very strict. They avoided any sugars, anything sweet, no dairy, just more vegetables, which I feel like you and I would have assumed that she eats nothing, but it's weirdly like gratifying to hear it from... <laughs> I also I like this idea that the assistants had to put together a brief for the chef, and it just said like, like good luck, like they don't need anything. they don't <laughs> right. need a thing. Like, like did Gwyneth approve this brief? Like, where I, I feel like I don't I want to know the chain here of how this document got created. Kate goes on to reveal that while their diet was very strict. As she got her feet under the table, she slowly introduced ingredients to jazz up their dinners, <laughs> and the A-list pair were impressed, her quote. When I got there, I was trying to stick to the brief, and I realized as I started adding more ingredients in, they said, your food is getting better, Kate <laughs> revealed. That's what happens when you eat more than grass. 
Oh, God. So she was kind of throwing shade, I feel. Well, I feel like Gwyneth and Chris were kind of throwing shade by saying, like... Your meals are getting better. Wait, also, I like that page six, I just searched, and page six covered this with even Gwyneth Paltrow couldn't stick to a grass-only diet. (laughs) But, but, But I guess it's kind of endearing... That you're really stretching. You're really looking for <laughs> a sympathetic. No, bit. I was going to say endearing that the chef was kind of admitting that Gwyneth and Chris were not exactly thrilled with her diet. But then I, f- I heard the her meals. But I feel like she was then trying to act like she knew better because when she added in the ingredients, they liked it. So I guess she's kind of like you know praising herself in the end. Also, I thought this was weird. Did you see she talked about Courtney Cox's dinners? I guess she yes. also worked for Courtney Cox. And then this, I thought this was such a weird anecdote because she said, like, I guess this is when she was married to David, Courtney Cox was married to David Arquette. And it said they used to have a lot of people over every Sunday. Sometimes it could be 15, sometimes it was 50. Like, thank you for these details. Then there, then there was the one time I grabbed the olive oil instead of the tequila to put in Courtney's margaritas. But otherwise, things were pretty good. Like, Personal chef slash bartender. <laughs> yeah, but also like she did she actually like spike the drinks with olive oil? Like did like how far did that go? And like I feel like right. Courtney Cox did not appreciate that. Josh really needed a conclusion. <laughs> I want to interview Courtney Cox on a red carpet only to find that out. <laughs> if you're if you're a publicist out there representing Courtney, um, let me know. <laughs> I guess she also cooked for Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr. She said, Miranda's great. She walks the talk. She really does eat like she says she does, which I feel like. (laughs) I feel like she's constantly finding these ways to like kind of jab at all these people. I met Miranda when she was with Orlando. They both love my curries, light chicken or vegetarian curries with coconut, as well as quinoa, salmon and vegetables. I do a chicken salad with a lot of fresh herbs and chia puddings for breakfast. She tries not to eat anything with chemicals, no rice, just the lower GI carbs. But she has the 80-20 rule that she sticks to. What is the 80-20 rule? So eating healthily 80% of the time and having a treat the other 20% of the time. Josh, what's our rule? Like 2080? <laughs> having, having a treat 20% of the time. So that means I don't even understand that. So like one out of every five meals she has is like treat based. That seems way higher than I would think Miranda Kerr actually adheres to. Also, you're not allowed to say someone's the real deal who, like, has, I don't know. I know. We have incorporates a note on lower GI carbs in their menu plan. <laughs> I just, I love that we're on the 2080. Miranda's on the 8020. We're on the 2080. Wait, also, I want to share, because now that we're on this topic of former chefs spilling, this thing about the queen which I oh, think please. is which I think is so strange, which is Darren McGrady, he was the Queen's chef for eleven years. And he said he was like giving us some interview, probably also has a cookbook coming out. I'm just assuming that <laughs> you can look for yourself. He said breakfast for the Queen was very simple. Some Kellogg's cereal from a plastic container, which she'd serve herself, and some Darjeeling what? tea. 
I know. She so that is he's basically explaining or implying that she ate store bought Kellogg cereal out of a Tupperware. <laughs> so and what then, did he even do? <laughs> then, yeah, also good point. Like you're a chef trying to sell I I have no idea if he's trying to sell a cookbook, but for whatever you're doing, it's kind of funny to acknowledge she was pouring store bought cereal into a Tupperware. And then she he goes on to explain that she had like a I guess a favorite Tupperware, a plastic yellow Tupperware container. This is so dark. I don't want to hear that the queen like <laughs> knows what Tupperware is. And she loves dark chocolate, just like us. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing us into this, but can't stand garlic. She hates the smell as well as the taste. Interesting. Did he give any more details? Now I'm intrigued. He said he rem- he was all, and then he also was really trying to. He knew he had to kind of hit the oil well or whatever you call it for the headlines here because he he also shared that princess diana used to take william and harry to get or get or bring them or take them to fast food so he says i remember the princess came into the kitchen one day and said cancel lunch for the boys i'm taking them out we're going to mcdonald's wow how try like she could have just stopped it i'm taking them (laughs) out but (laughs) <laughs> so so also it really sounds like he had the easiest job of any chef because or was the worst cook ever but they were all too nice to say anything because diana's taking william and harry to mcdonald's the queen is like get me more kellogg's so i can like eat t- out dark of dark chocolate yeah. eat, eat dark exactly dark chocolate she's like no more of your garlic encrusted salmon which like made me want to like kill myself <laughs> she just wants that dark chocolate and cereal so he's basically like not setting his own. Also, I like the Queen's diet. I wrote this in something I wrote, I think, when I wrote this up for VF, but it's like almost like a college student or something because you remember he, this is the same fame former royal oh. chef who gave the interview about how she has four alcoholic drinks a day. So, right. so now basically he's explained that she has four drinks a day and like mainline cereal. <laughs> so I kind of feel like the Queen's eating. I know. The, the, I, eating like a college freshman. Yeah. I love this. I love your theory that he's just the worst cook in the world. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's a very interesting, this like this, this strain of royal chef kind of spilling. I really like, I want more anyway. Yeah. I feel like I, I'd love to, I, I'm cu- curious always to see, I'd like be interested who makes like Nicole Kidman meals. I'm like dying to know what she, I feel like she has like ice water <laughs> with like, right. I don't even, I can't even imagine. Like, I feel like there's so many other celebrities. Which celebrity would you be most interested to see what their, like, daily sort of, like, meal plan is? Ooh, that's such a good question. I'm thinking, who's yours? I would want to see Nicole Kidman, but I feel like she's something like a Gwyneth. Like, she doesn't eat anything. Mm. Kate would be interesting to me, actually. Middleton. I feel like I don't really... I mean, it's probably not that exciting. It's like toast. George. George would be... <laughs> Prince George's, like, diet guide. Yeah, I would follow that in a minute. I'd love to just eat exactly what Prince George eats in a week. I feel like I'd be much happier. You know who I'd like to know? Leonardo DiCaprio. Because I feel like he just eats, like, Cheetos. Like, yeah, I feel like it's, like, Pad Thai like, takeout. Like, um, a random, like, box of saltines at, like, 4 p.m. <laughs> I feel like he does his grocery shopping at like one of those gas station marts. (laughs) Yeah, like beef jerky. And I feel like it's at odd hours and just kind of like not even properly like. And I feel like if you actually did serve him a really nice meal, he'd eat like the french fries, you know. (laughs) 
All right. Let us know who you, I'm curious who other people, I don't know. Is this food topic weird? I think people are interested. I love it. I think that is it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. <laughs> they let us know. I wanted we like let us know what you think Leonardo DiCaprio eats in a day. I feel like this is a fun. Please. I feel like this is, that's a fun topic for lots of jokes. Thank you so much for listening, and please uh, rate review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. it. Helps us find new listeners, and we love to hear what you think. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. I'm Jay Duboff. We also are on Instagram, In the Limelight Pod. We promise to finally post this now way too hyped video <laughs> of me turning my head in the presence of Kylie Minogue somewhere, either on the Instagram or the Twitter. So check both if you don't already. This episode was produced and edited by the magnificent Jordan Bell. Thanks to Andy Bowers of Panoply. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next week. And until then, wait, what did Oprah say? Relax, girl. You're going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs>